Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. We talk with hairstylists from all different backgrounds, hearing their experiences and perspectives about career-defining topics important to rising and transforming hairdressers. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and this is my guest, Carla Presley. Hello, Carla. Hey, how are you, Robert? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. Um, Why don't you uh, introduce yourself uh, to our viewers? Hey, viewers. My name is Carla Presley, and I am a hairstylist, makeup artist. I'm a freelancer. I own my own company. And what we do is um, hair and makeup for special occasions with a focus in weddings. But I do a lot of photography, production, anything that requires hair and makeup services on location. Today, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and running your own business. Uh, We use the word solopreneur. Um, Carla, when I say solopreneur, what comes to mind? Uh, when I when I think of the word solopreneur, um, it's it's being out there. It's you know carrying the weight of everything that you're trying to accomplish. On it all rests on your own shoulders. That's kind of what I think of a solopreneur doing, uh, carrying the weight of their business around. But um, I don't feel like that's what I'm doing right now because I have a lot of help. So I don't necessarily feel like a solopreneur. I just feel like an entrepreneur. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. Open that box up and tell us what's inside. Like who's helping you? What are they helping you with, et cetera? So I have my number one is because nothing could run without her at this point is my admin assistant, uh, Erin Perkins. Uh, You can follow her. Her Instagram handle is Q, and we'll put it up so that everyone can follow. Um, so she does all the admitting and takes care of all the back end stuff, dusts off all the cobwebs, make sure I'm not like going to the wrong location anywhere and is amazing with my clients kind of seals the deal with them, um, and just runs the machine. Yeah. You know? So you respond to, uh, customers, uh, like booking appointments and stuff like that. Yes. To be honest, the way we're scaling right now, she would eventually not be my virtual assistant helping me with all these many tasks. I want her specifically to be my booking agent. So in the next coming months, um, that's kind of what her title will be, uh, a booking agent. And then I will have a virtual assistant who I've actually already hired, um, but it might be something temporary because I just needed to get some relief for my admin assistant right now. So I have a virtual assistant also helping me with tasks like creating flyers that I might use to promote something, uh, filing things away, like all the photos that I'm getting back from photographers, making sure that the credits are near the photos and just dusting things off even further because Erin, my main assistant right now is helping me scale from being one artist in my company to booking many artists in my company. So I want her specifically just focused on bookings. All right. That's, that's also, so you have, uh, you have one person that's going to do bookings, one person's going to do admin stuff. Is there anybody else uh, part of this team? Yeah. Yeah. So then I have my art team, which is a roster that's growing at the moment, but my main, uh, makeup, uh, hair and makeup assistant is Sarah. Sarah Styles. She works at PR Partners in Sherlington, and you can follow her, Sarah Styles. Um, and she is my main art assistant. So when I have a job, which I normally do, that's too big for me in the time that we have allowed. She is who I bring, and she knows how I like things. She's basically the best extension of myself on location. 
to the point now where I feel very confident in just sending her to jobs that I can't do at all. You know, she can be her own lead now. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you love uh, about, sorry, what do you love and what do you not love about uh, your business being um, running a mobile business? And uh, I'm not going to use the word solopreneur because I would say that you're 100% right. You got a yeah. full on operation. So tell us a little bit about what you like and what you dislike about it. What I like, I like that every appointment is a little different from the last one. That's the fun part getting to play with different textures of hair, um, different skin tones, even still, you know, I'm still, I still find new things because everyone is different and my skill level changes with the different textures that I'm finding too. So then I'm doing things different. So every single appointment is totally different. I almost have to like cleanse my palate from one person before I go to the next, because what was natural for her isn't natural for this girl. So that kind of keeps things uh, interesting for me. Um, things that I don't like about running this business is um, I didn't realize the amount of admin work I was going to do. That was not what I signed up for at all. Like I don't like being at a computer, even though it's just a very necessary part of the job. Um, so I would like to cut more and more time away from adminning and just have really strong admin help and do more creative work, like thinking about my next photo shoot, planning, you know, the next uh, video that I'll create or figuring out how I'm going to take my business from here to there, you know, having time to do that. Cool. Awesome. Uh, the, um, the admin side is something that I think, uh, I'm really, I really like these interviews because I don't, I don't think uh, people really appreciate even seasoned stylists that decide to leave a salon and go out on their own. I don't think they, hairdressers, um, if you're watching this show, you are not like this. But if you're not watching this show, then you're pro, then you're probably like this, and you just don't get it. Like there's a lot goes into running a business, so yeah. uh, I think it's really important to make sure to point that out, and then after we jam it into everybody's head that it's a lot of work, then, then it's like, Oh, by the way, we're here to help. So, uh, um, so I don't, I think that's awesome. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, do you ever wish you had a home-based salon or suite? Forget about the cost or anything. Just curious. Uh, do you ever think about having any sort of home base? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It would be a penthouse in New York city. And I would just, be there at a whim to do like the most fabulous fashion shows and, you know, work. So yes, I would love to have a pad of my own that I just kind of come in and people are already like getting ready and turn it into like, you know, the backdrop for amazing photo shoots and all of that. Oh my God. Yeah. I would have like floor to wall um, uh, windows and so much natural light. It would be amazing. Yeah. But, um, where I'm at right now, that's not where I feel like my investment would be best for me to get to where I'm at, to where I, I need to be. So for now, that's not what, you know, what I'm focused on. And I'm perfectly happy actually being a mobile service. So I've done it for four years. It keeps me in shape to be totally honest with you. Cause I do throw things out. I have, you know, worked with trainers and been like, and, and, and have been told that that's not how I should be picking up my heavy luggage and, 
you know, things like that. So it, it makes me stay physically fit and it kind of keeps me in check a little bit. But eventually there will come a time where I feel like, you know, if I was like in my 50s and 60s, I, I don't want to quit doing this job. I just probably wouldn't want to be the, the tortoise that I am right now, where I go to all the locations carrying everything. Or maybe I would have an assistant do that. I don't know. But eventually, yeah. <laughs> eventually it would be nice to have a, a CEO. For now, I'm good, though. Okay, cool. Uh, tell us a little bit about like your day to day. Like what is a day in life, Carla Presley, like? All right. Well, we, I say we, because there's me, myself, and I, we're all in here together. Um, <laughs> uh, I say we wake up very early because we usually pass out very early, especially during COVID. It's not like I'm doing anything at night, but like preparing my stuff for the next work day. So we get up early. Um, I'm just an early riser naturally. Uh, try to get some movement somehow, some way, go for a walk or, you know, start foam rolling my body, you know, figuring out what's tight and just kind of moving around a bit. Um, and then just getting ready for work. I mean, go to work, check in. If it's uh, one of my admin days, check in with my admin. We'll have our one-to-one -one conversation that we need to have just to touch base every week. Cause we don't do it every day. You know, we have enough uh, organized that when we have our one hour call every week, we just knock so much out. And then we just keep in touch uh, virtually throughout the week in case there are little uh, fires to put out. Um, and then basically, you know, load up the car and then I'm on location one, two, three. There's usually no more than three locations or three different jobs per day. And a lot of them are wedding consultations or it could be a hair and makeup appointment because someone just is doing something amazing. Uh, for a photo shoot, I work with a lot of different photographers. So I'm kind of like going all over the place, wherever. And I fit in a couple phone calls in between them because sometimes my clients really need to speak with me and like learn more about my services. So, you know, and this is really my chance to kind of seal the deal and like put on that charm or tell them everything that they need uh, to hear, you know, um, lessen their doubts and their worries and just kind of um, answer any questions they might have and make connections too. So I definitely invite other people who are networking to, you know, to schedule a phone call with me. And this could just be a chance for us to like meet and talk like, and then later, like, Oh, maybe we'll do a collaboration or something. Um, it could be a, a life-changing moment for the business, just taking a phone call. So I don't, um, forget to, to do those and to put those in my calendar. Okay, cool. Uh, tell us a little bit about what this, like the admin stuff. I'm curious. So, so I, I, I think I got, I understand the, um, the traveling, so going to locations, the work that you're doing, how frequently are what, what that looks like. Tell, tell me about like how, how many days or hours per week do you put in on admin? Is it just a one hour call now? Is, is that where you're at? No. Um, there's, I mean, that's one, so that's just us touching base, but I would say Every morning, what I should do, what I try to have my admin and um, the booking agent do is check in to our shared Google Drive, which first you'll go to the email, see if there's anything urgent pending that needs to be addressed right now. And then after that, we go to our, our spreadsheet that we share. We each have our own individual tabs and it's my tasks, my admin's tasks, the booking agent's tasks. Um, and depending on what we're working on, um, I'll move things in people's task list, depending on what needs to take priority. 
Otherwise, everyone just does the first thing that's on that list. And when they're done with that, the second and the third, and we just do as much as we can that morning, because these are running lists. You're never going to have a list of nothing to do. Trust me, like it will always grow and fluctuate and you'll get things done and you'll knock it out and you'll keep piling things on when new ideas come up. So we check in with that and then um, basically finish our tasks. And for me, I can only do so much adminning. So then I need to go and be on location with my clients. So I would say at least an hour a day is really necessary for me. Um, but I would like to get it down to like two hours a week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Big goals. Like that's what I'm working towards uh, right now. I'm spending a lot of time adminning so that I can create what infrastructure I want. You know, I have to actually make it um, implement it. I'm even creating a reference manual for any virtual assistants that might work for me so that they know what to do because I want things done very specifically in my way. So I have to get in there, you know, roll my sleeves up and actually create this system, um, that we're going to run on. So if I want to work two hours a week, I have to create how that's going to happen. That's what I'm currently doing at the moment. Okay, that's uh, all that documentation uh, stuff is like what uh, most most entrepreneurs, uh, that's where a lot of people fail, actually, is what you're talking about. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want to open that up a little bit. Uh, You keep saying things like what I want it to be, where I want, where I want to be the what I'm working on. So I've been waiting to the end, but I've been wanting to ask from the beginning, um, what are you work? Like, what is your dream? Like, where are you going with it? Are you feel comfortable sharing, sharing that? Um, Yeah, I'd love to share it. Let me tell you, whenever I want something, I share it because you never know who's listening, man. You never know. And they might want it so much for you that like, it's just louder out there in the universe, you know? So I'm trying to catch a lot of attention with um, my dreams and whatnot. So yes, what I'm dreaming is for every winter to be on location uh, somewhere where I would really enjoy like kind of backpacking through doing weddings, uh, you know, just for those couple of months. So I I might leave my apartment for a couple of months, maybe Airbnb it, I I don't know, and be gone January, February, March, or maybe December, January, February, like three months. And maybe it would be like the Caribbean, maybe it would be Singapore, it could be anywhere. Because if you if you know me well, you know, I took like three years off to backpack, and it just really stuck with me. And so that's what I really want to do. I know I can't live that nomad life all the time. But I want to get to a place where I'm taking a three month break out of every year and just doing something beachside surfing, doing like beach weddings. That is the goal. That's the dream. That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) That's so cool. Nice. Um, Okay, cool. So do you have any um, for helping you run your business um, and keeping your shit together? Do you recommend any books or classes or programs? Um, You know, so many have been recommended to me and I have jotted all their names down. I can create a list uh, based off of what has been recommended to me. Have I gone out and purchased those books? Yes. Even the, the one about love, you know, when my past relationship was like kind of crumbling, it was like, which kind of love language are oh, you? Yeah, yeah. Like nothing, like I'm not a reader, you okay. know, I'm, 
right? I'm just not like, I feel like I can do better with my time personally. If I just get my hands in there, there are a lot of ways to scale your success. But when it comes to this uh, industry, what we're doing right now, if there is anywhere that you feel like you need to work on artistically, I think take, just make sure to take the time to do that. So if you haven't busted out a mannequin in like a decade and you're a hairdresser, like ask yourself, why, wh what are you not doing? You know, what are you not creating? Cause we can't always create things on our clients. Sometimes we need to create privately in our own time where we don't have to like interact with anyone and where it's just like our favorite song in the background, whatever it is. Um, or maybe you learn great just from working on people. But for me, it's, it's like, I need to be creative and, and actually practice something. Do you have like a mentor or something like that? I, mean I don't, but you know what? I have worked with a lot of people who are business owners because the photographers that I work with, um, target, you know, business people who need professional headshots. I've had so many different people in my chair at any given time, like with so many different, uh, back backgrounds. And, you know, I, I mentioned how I started that business networking in the very, very beginning of my career. I was working with business coaches, you know, I was working yeah. with people who have done masterminds. I was like, well, what is a mastermind? Like, what is that? Like, you know, like yeah, just yeah. asking questions of these people and they were very giving and very sharing and no one was in com competition with me because each group that I was uh, networking in, basically I, I didn't find many other hair and makeup people. So I could ask a florist, like, how did you get to where you are or, or another hairdresser just watching them and, and asking them how they got there. So no, I don't really have like books and things like that. I've just really interacted with a lot of people and asked for their help and paid for their time. That's how I got some of the best help was actually paying for their time. It also tells them, you know, if I'm already networking with you, it's because I want to stay connected to you. And if I think you're actually really good at what you do, just like us, you want to be paid for it. Right. So doing the most that I can, if that means that I'm not getting my nails done all month because I spent that budget on this project because this person is going to do it way better than me, then then that's what I'll do. Nice. I like that. Uh, what advice do you have for anyone looking to uh, go out on their own, either do a mobile business or a suite or something like that? Um, I was really impressed with like finding people in networking groups who hadn't made the leap yet. They were like doing their, their research, their due diligence. They were like, figuring out how they were going to do it before they actually did it. I was just like, Oh, here we go. You know, like this is going to be nothing. And then it was like extremely stressful. And I was like, you know, I was getting busy, but I was like getting piled on and then like, you know, scraping for more air and just like always just back and forth and back and forth. And like, depending on how much time you have in your life, what responsibilities you have, if you have children, like I couldn't even imagine having done what I did if I had, you know, children or, you know, someone else to care for. Cause all I could care for at that point was myself. You know, I even had a relationship that failed because I was spending so much time on this. 
So when I first started, I was really impressed finding people in the same business and networking groups or same uh, talks that I would go to. I used to go to conventions like Wedding Wire and the Knot used to have conventions and you would spend three days just uh, hearing speakers and, and just being, you know, uh, a sponge, just taking in all this information from the industry's talk. Look for those type of events um, and, and go to them and take notes and take lots of pictures and all of that. Um, so yeah, that's cool. that's one piece of advice I would give is do some research before you make any big decisions so that you have some kind of a plan as to how you're going to do all of that. Because everyone I know who didn't do that really regrets that. There would have been a lot of money saved, a lot of time saved, um, <laughs> mental wellness saved, you know, um, yeah. I think, yeah, that's awesome. The uh, pre-planning process uh, is also le- is one of the largest um, uh, contributors to failure in business, uh, not having the plan, things planned. I also, I also love the fact that you really pointed out, like, you got to dig in them pockets and you got to pay for stuff, like pay for people's time, go to conventions, listen to speakers. There's tons of free webinars too, like right now when there's no yeah. events going yeah. Um, so I think that's awesome. Great. Yeah. Think about how much time you would have uh, spent in school to learn how to be a business person that maybe a lot, many of us didn't do because we spent our time learning how to cut and color and all of that. We got art, art skills, you know, but we didn't necessarily learn everything about business. So paying for all these talks, all these conventions, all these um, professionals to help me with things is kind of like what I equate to all that time that would have been spent in college and on tuition. You know, you're going to pay for it somehow, some way, um, and just do the best that you can, you know, maybe yeah. a lot of learn some of this stuff. I was just like, no, could I just, it won't, it won't stick in here. I can't. <laughs> well, you sound like you're doing a pretty good job. Uh, sound like, uh, you know, the way you talk about your business, you definitely sound, like, you know, what you're doing. So, uh, uh, I think that, I think a lot of people can listen to your story and, uh, and get a lot out of it. And, uh, so I really thank you for coming, uh, being on the show. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so I like to wrap up with a laugh. I'm asking everybody to share their most embarrassing moment, either in a salon school or with a client, but as it pertains to your work. I mean, to be honest, people ask me this all the time and I don't have like a terribly embarrassing story. That almost makes me feel too type A, like nothing, (laughs) nothing goes wrong, but trust me, like nothing can go wrong. It's somebody's (laughs) wedding day. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not like, it's not like just her four week haircut. This is like her wedding day and I'm the first vendor. So there hasn't been much room for error. But I remember really early on in my career, I was at this like top, top wedding resort and um, it's like really well known in the area. It's like top dollar too, you know, my uh, wedding party was getting ready. We started at like 5 a.m. It might have even been something crazy like earlier than that because they needed to be somewhere at like 10. I think they were getting married at the venue. So anyways, um, you know, I come in, they got that nice suite, that beautiful view and the girls, like her bridesmaids were not playing around. They were popping champagne. We had some music (laughs) going. I believe it was like rap, you know, it was, we were getting crunk in there. Like it was so much fun. And then like an hour into it, um, we hear a knock at the door 
And a woman comes in, she's like, I am so sorry, but I'm getting married today later. And I didn't sleep very, very early. I've been awake all night. Do you think you could please keep it down? So bride number two is asking bride number one to please keep it down because she has a wedding at like, I don't know, like 4 p.m. or something and she needs sleep. And it's literally like 6 or 7 a.m. So this group is like, dang, you know, um, we should try to keep it down. We're so sorry. We will try our best, blah, blah, blah. But they're really like cranked up. They're still like, you know, we're not whispering. No one's like walking around on their tippy toes or nothing. So we're still, we're trying, but people are getting excited. They're like, ah, wedding day, you know? Um, and so the bride comes back and I can't see her cause I'm in this room, like doing hair and doing makeup. And, um, she is pissed now. Now she's like, I have asked you very nicely, you know, <clears throat> I really need to. And there was like words and I don't know, people were like kind of yelling at each other. It was a bad situation. Um, but eventually, you know, door slam, blah, blah, blah. She left. We left kind of like ruined the mood. Um, but you know, this wedding party recovered anyways, I was done. I had to like rush back to the salon because there was uh, appointments lined up for me at the salon. So I left that location, went back to the salon, get there, realized like it's a, um, it's a makeup appointment for a bride. She just got finished with, uh, Mina, one of my mentors who used to work at PR. She just got finished with Mina getting an updo. So now it's time for me to do her makeup. So I'm all set up. I'm ready for her. She comes over. And uh, she has definitely been crying. She's still very upset. I'm like, what is going on? You know, like, uh, she's like, I could not sleep last night. And this morning, this wedding party was right next to our room. They were being so loud. The women were so rude and they wouldn't be quiet. So I haven't slept all morning. And I was like, what? (laughs) Did you tell her? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. I couldn't be like another person on her hit list that day, you know, because I was probably loud in there too, you know? Uh, No, she did not know. I just did her makeup, you know, made sure she was on her way on time and never told her. But yeah, I was like, why did they put the two brides in the same, like next door to each other? Never do that. Yeah, why would they do that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that that they she showed up for yeah, you that's, that's crazy. my bride yeah <laughs> that's the closest like encounter and most craziest story i've had because honestly i have worked with and thank you for all the people that i've worked with i have only worked with really amazing people and um i don't know just always grateful for that yeah nice that's awesome yeah. cool well thank you so much again Uh, for taking the time and sharing your stories with us. Thank you.